Stampede. Garner is in 167, recorded 1 1 It should come as no surprise to anyone. According to the Bureau of Labor, the federal government is the largest employer in the U.S. with well over 2.8 million workers. Of course, when you're a member of Congress allocating money to fund the business of the U.S. government, you take on a new sense of importance especially when you have to issue money to over 2.8 million people. That's why it's rare to encounter a congressperson or senator with a sense of humility. Being humble in the halls of the Capitol building just doesn't exist. Then again, to fund the federal government is becoming increasingly difficult. Looking back at the $4.4 trillion printed for the 2018 federal government appears to have come from nowhere. Things get complicated when you already owe over $30 trillion. You might say all sense of proportion is thrown out of the window when you owe over $30 trillion. Or put another way, all caution is thrown to the wind. People are fond of saying we're a free country, and you know what? They're right. There aren't any limits to our excesses. Recently, I was shocked to learn the White House gave a dinner to over 300 guests, and they were served lobsters flown in from the state of Maine. To be exact, 200 live lobsters. Now, it's a good thing I wasn't responsible for creating the menu for that dinner, because every one of those special guests, dressed in tuxedos and $1,000 evening gowns, would have been served up peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on white bread. And for drinks... 
They would have had to have taken paper cups to fill water at coolers strategically located near their tables. No, we seem to think we can print as much money as we like. And why should that be? We're a free people. And there are few countries in this world that can say that, let alone go into debt for over $30 trillion. My optical sublime, I shall achieve in time to let the punishment fit the crime, the punishment fit the crime, and make each prisoner burnt, unwillingly represent a source of innocent merriment, of innocent merriment. Who wearies with tales of countless cures His teeth I've enacted shall all be extracted by terrified amateurs The musical singer attends a series of masses and fugues and ops By Martin's woman with small and Beethoven and classical Mahandi pops The billiard chop who anyone catches his doom's extremely hard He's made to dwell in a dungeon cell On a spot that's always barred And there he plays extravagant matches in fitless finger stalls on a cloth and true with a twisted cue and elliptical billiard walls. <laughs> My optical sublime, I shall achieve in time to let the punishment fit the crime, the punishment fit the crime, and make each prisoner pent and willingly represent a source of innocent merriment, of innocent merriment. When you're part of the responsibility for distributing money to over 2.8 million workers, you automatically take on certain personality traits. People develop a sense of inflated importance and are often afflicted with pomposity, especially when their smartphones keep ringing with requests to hire more people to perform work for the government. You're no longer part of an organization designed to help the people you've been elected to serve. No, you must figure a way of hiring more people to sustain the very establishment you work for. To put it simply, you need people who can collect money so you can pay all those 2.8 million people who work for the government. So you have to hire a lot more people to work for an establishment that has over 2.8 million people. Now, this isn't the same as a president of a company that decides to hire friends and relatives so they can collect 
a salary while not really performing any useful task. No, this isn't when workers are assigned the job of making work without a purpose. Or people who draw a salary by sitting at a desk and appear as if they're working at something, when in reality they're not doing anything constructive at all. Now, when you have 2.8 million employees, I'm sure there are some who don't fulfill the purpose of achieving the goals they've been hired for by our government. Unfortunately, that's not what I'm talking about. Of course, we would be better served by weeding out slackers or the practice of nepotism in the federal government. What I'm talking about is a policy of hiring more employees when the sole purpose is to generate more income for the government. Recently, the Internal Revenue Service will be hiring thousands of new agents by the year 2031. Their job will be to search and find those people who don't pay their taxes. But those new agents aren't ordinary accountants. No, these people will be authorized to carry weapons and can use force if necessary to arrest citizens who don't pay up to keep the government funded. Money. Money. Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. Money makes the world go round, it makes the world go round. If you happen to be rich and feel like a night's entertainment, you can pay for the escapade. If you happen to be rich and alone and you need a companion, you can ring tingling for some mate. If you happen to be rich and you find you are left by your lover and you moan and you go and find a lot, you can take it on the chin, call a cab and begin to recover on your 14 carat yacht. What? Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. Money makes the go round, the sad we both are sure. And being poor. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Who's there? Hunger. Oh, hunger. 
You have to have a lot of faith in an institution that has over $30 trillion in debt. In fact, the people that run our government have to be deceptive in order to make you believe everything is all right. There are favorite practices used by career politicians to keep things rolling along. A successful politician must first deny he or she did anything wrong. And let me remind you, when you've contributed to over $30 trillion in debt, most people would agree something was done incorrectly. The second thing a good politician has to do when accused of wrongdoing is to blame someone else. And if you haven't noticed lately, our government is clearly divided with Democrats blaming Republicans and Republicans blaming Democrats for the mess this country is in. The third law of a good 30 or 40 year veteran politician is to try to convince the public, no matter how egregious the mistakes may have been, Everything is really not as bad as it appears, and you should keep moving right along as if there's nothing to worry about. It's this last law of the politician which is most troubling. You see, when you have power, you like to make sure the information that's fed to the voting public puts a positive spin on everything you do. That's why you get people in the news business to put a positive point of view on everything. That's called propaganda. And it's used by all sorts of governmental officials to muddy the waters so the public never understands what's happening. There are, of course, some things that can't be hidden. And after people realize they've been lied to, manipulated to keep a failed system from collapsing, they demand violent change. But that's the other side of power. Power needs a large number of law enforcement to remain in place. Your nails have never been so clean. And then the preacher would get up and he'd say, Folks, we are gathered here to moan and groan over our brother Jed Fry, who hung himself up by a rope in a smokehouse. And then there'd be weeping and wailing from some of those women. And then he'd say, Jod was the most misunderstood man in his territory. People used to think he was a mean, ugly felon, call him a dirty skunk, an ornery pig stealer. But the folks that really knowed him 
know to beneath them two dirty shirts he always wore. Their feet are hard as big as all outdoors. As big as all outdoors. Judd Fry loved his fellow man. He loved his fellow man. He loved the birds of the forest and the beasts of the field. He loved the mice and the vermin in the barn. And he treated the rats like equals. Which is right. He loved all the little children. He loved everything and everybody in the world. Only, only he never let on. So nobody ever noted. Poor John is dead. Poor John Fry is dead. His friends are weeping, wail for miles around. Miles around. The daisies in the dell will give out a different smell because poor Judd is underneath the ground. Poor Judd is dead, a candlelight's his head. He's laying in a coffin made of wood. wood. And folks are feeling sad cause they used to treat him bad. And now they know their friend has gone for good. Good. Poor Joy is dead, our candlelight is dead. He's looking oh so pretty and so nice. He looks like he's asleep. It's a shame that he won't keep. But it's summer and we're running out of eyes. When you have a business that hires over 2.8 million workers, fulfilling the goals your company is attempting to achieve, you have to make sure part of that workforce provides for adequate security. And that includes protecting the people who make the decisions on how the business should be run. In this case, It's the elected officials in our government who must determine how to administrate 2.8 million people. Of course, the first thing to do is make sure everyone swears an oath to the Constitution. You know, to swear to defend our country from threats both foreign and domestic. In the most general of terms, various law enforcement agencies must be considered in the practice of protecting our nation. They're agencies like the FBI, the National Security, the CIA, and dozens more, and they're part of the 2.8 million workers for our government. Also, our military, whose numbers aren't really included 
and the 2.8 million workers that helped to keep the government functioning. Our military consists of 1.4 million Americans on active duty. Another 833,000 are in reserves. And for good measure, 3.8 million contract workers. Suffice to say, the numbers that receive a paycheck for working for the federal government far exceeds 2.8 million. It's also curious to note, with all the agencies designed to protect the American people, the issue of serious crime continues to be a source of concern for the American public. In 2021, the country of Japan had a total of 874 murders. When averaged out to 50 states in America, it would mean 17 people each year were murdered in each state. In truth, a city like Chicago on a warm summer weekend can have 30 or 40 murders, which should make you wonder if the American people are actually being protected by all of our law enforcement. Welcome, fremte, étranger, stranger, glücklich zu sehen, just wie enchanté, happy to see you, bleibe reste stehen, willkommen and bienvenue, welcome, im cabaret, au cabaret, to cabaret. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, Sava. Do you feel good? Ich bin euer Konferencier. I am your host and sage willkommen, bienvenue. Welcome im Cabaret, au Cabaret, au Cabaret. Leave your troubles outside. So, life is disappointing. Forget it. In here, life is beautiful. The girls are beautiful. Even the orchestra is beautiful. Und Inge. 
each and every one a virgin. <laughs> you don't believe me? Well, do not take my word for it. Go ahead. There may be many reasons for why we have a violent society. Some say it comes from our ancient past, that its origins are in our DNA. But there are few in the natural world as destructive as we. And that's why we employ large numbers of people to enforce the laws of this country. But I wouldn't be far wrong in saying we've built a culture of violence. And when you do that, the first instinct is to erect barriers, trying to prevent the order of a secure and contented life from disappearing. We may have already crossed that threshold and begun falling into chaos. I like to believe some of our illness comes from our economic system of consumerism. We thought we could create greatness in this country by making people wanting more. But that equation never anticipated the human cost of living with those values. They thought wanting more and demanding more could build a strong economy because when you consume, you produce revenue for the government. That's called taxation. And the more you consume, the bigger the government gets. And that's why the federal government is the largest employer in the U.S. But they never saw the corruption, the violence it brought with wanting more. They just kept spending more until the revenue from taxation didn't cover the cost for running the government. So like the Ponzi schemes hatched by Wall Street, the billions of dollars devoted to getting rich, the mortgage-backed derivatives that produced the 2008 collapse in the housing market, or the Enron scandal of phony companies, or Bernie Madoff's Ponzi investments, or more recently, the largest collapse of billions in cryptocurrency, FTX, the government produced its own scheme of hiding debt with $30 trillion and said that it didn't matter they could print as much money as they liked to keep being the largest employer in America. They could make the laws that bankrupt this country. And who could stop them when they had all those law enforcement agencies behind them? Everything is so, so fun. Nobody 
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Three Little Maids from School, originally performed in 1885 in Gilbert and Sullivan's opera Mikado. You then heard more of the Mikado, a cut recording of a more humane Mikado, followed by Liza Minnelli and Joel Gray's Money Money, from the 1972 movie Cabaret. Then from the movie Oklahoma, Rod Steiger and Gordon McRae singing Poor Judd is Dead. Next, with more work from Cabaret, a cut from Joel Gray's Wulkerman, and closing with a repeat of the three little maids from school. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.